0: I'm going to start with a poem called Translation, and it's uh, subtitled an Ars Poetica with a question mark. Um, Miloš has a poem that is subtitled Ars Poetica question mark. I figured if Miloš could do it, I could do it. (laughs) So it's (laughs) kind of an Ars Poetica. Trying to understand this thing that we do. Translation. In the hour of remembrance, a convention of crows gathers, rattles and caws at the crow tree, their newest city capital, and I caw back, ululating at the boundaries of species trying to tell them my nom de guerre from another kingdom and ask them if a truer name might be hidden in their wordless flight. Is it possible to love without translation? Can we climb these sounds to soul? Who can possibly understand another no matter how close? My son signs eagle and I think he means which, so close in the hands. A struggle of limitations of the word to where a map might lie. Light moves through my body but stops. I walk a frozen river, it becomes water, fluid and moving toward gill slits, those slats that separate species, rendering one consciousness from another Lungs I inherited and a given name, the voice I came with. Imperfect bridge for crossing linguistic fences. Does my cat know the name of her kill? Does the lake the name of her drowned? And the crows the name of their dead? Where is the Rosetta Stone to thread across? Um, last. Last spring, not this spring, but last spring, I went to, I made a pilgrimage to Platte River, Nebraska, which is the largest San Hill Crane gathering in the world. They're on their way um, in the spring. To They're on their way to Siberia, actually. Uh, but it's the sound uh, from their very long throats that was most amazing to me. The sound comes first. Wild and wind-born, a kind of purling purr, deep from long throats, larynxes that can bend and twist. But cranes fly with their necks outstretched, long legs and feet streaming behind, chambers in the throat reverberating, sound to a thrum, strange song, a madrigal, together voices in a fugue. Then the sight long skeins, strings out over the river, not a flop, but threaded out, one after the other, seemingly unending, pouring out across the river in almost endless flow, a waterfall, of river fowl, to settle in shallow waters, edging sandbars, the better to hear coyote, fox, bobcat, splashing toward them, lean and lovely they come hungry to stop for fuel for the long flight ahead in crepuscular light silver and darkening we are cold in the bird blind a mean wind creeps around corners and between cracks nodding our fingers and toes but we must stay until the cranes stop flying finally it's too dark to see we make our way out Single file, away from the river, silent. And um, in the same, much the same vein, this was the wolves. Um, I'm got all excited about hearing new wolves in our state this this spring. The wolves of Washington state. A breeding pair of wolves roams the ridges. Cubs tumbling in their den. Welcome to the land's insistent voice, echoing in spirals from the north, howling across the Tienaway again. After many years and terrors, the wolves know their time has come to this land again. With the patience of the wild, they've waited for this madrigal. Songbirds trill their return, aspens tremble in gratitude and flourish now as elk browse lightly and move on. Ravens, magpies, jays, crows, vultures thank good fortune. For kill they can pick clean, bloody leavings of our wolves. Tearing canines, unfortunate prey, white bones scatter the wolf scat. A lamb's shank, a calf's skull, now and again a trusted dog's bones. Ranchers wring their hands and go for their guns. Guard dogs have ancestral dreams. Polyphonic howls that gather the wide land, climb the steep mountains, slide down the valley slope. This land has waited for the song That strips the last hundred years the wolves have prowled beyond. Okay. Um, I've been writing a series of (coughs) memory poems about the husbands, the whole collection of them. The husbands, I married them for all the wrong reasons. One for sex, another for a boat, though the boat wasn't for me, but for the son left behind from the sex I married the first one for. (laughs) But it was the daughter I carried inside when I married the first one. There were others, but they didn't quite count as husbands. The third I didn't even marry. He read me poems in bed and left little behind nothing of any value. But the pain turned out about the same. And then there was my daughter, steady, there through all of it, watching me with blue owl eyes, thinking, is this the way you do it? (laughs) We had boat enough to teach us of the sea, the beauty of fish, the sun's love for water. The first left me, my daughter and my son, both my dawn, noon, sunset, and night. The husbands are all far away now, two into that great good night, strange to have outlived them. The third, often his own mysteries, they surface in my dreams. Sometimes even the others join in as lions, as kings, as husbands. They all blend together, Vivid, purring loudly, and shape shifting. I love them, or him, the one great husband for whom I am still a wife. And to continue with the husband's theme, um, this is a dream—a um, dream about two of them. Actually, the only two I actually married. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so dream. Last night I had both husbands, one in a travel trailer and one in an empty swimming pool where I was mucking out deep mud at the bottom. With the travel trailer husband, we were getting a cabin ready to close for the winter, both of us turning things off for the coming cold. A poem was reeling around in my head. With the swimming pool husband, my mother was there too, cooking a Thanksgiving turkey, deep mud at the bottom, and the poem reeling around. Closed for the winter. A stage stood at one end of the pool where I was planning a theater for deaf children come spring, which didn't come. The poem a jumble as husbands One in a travel trailer, children in an empty swimming pool, rattled around in my head, lurching up against the force of history, stumbling over its own mysteries, trying to birth itself in a blood soup, the phonemes of a murky pool. What does it mean? I asked my mother, but I couldn't hear her answer from the travel trailer. I knew she knew and would tell me if she could make me understand. I was driving in reverse on a narrow road with such dense foliage it kept brushing the car. Night was so dark the rearview mirror couldn't find light to reflect. I had to hang my head out the window to see where I'd been. Driving backward I couldn't hear my mother and the foliage kept smacking me in the face. The husbands disappeared in blood soup by then and couldn't help stumbling over their own mysteries. The theater for deaf children didn't come in the spring. Murky phonemes and no husbands. I had to hang my head. Okay, two more, one really fast. Okay, um, I was honored, pleased, and really happy to be asked to do um, a couple of poems for the Brightwater uh, Water Treatment Plant out on the edge of King County and Snohomish County. And um, the first was going to be cut in big steel letters. I could only do 18 characters, four lines, 18 characters, including spaces. So, <laughs> all right. So this is it. This is it's a water blessing. Water blessing. No beginning, no end. Circle the earth, blessed water, blood of life. And this is actually a picture of it. And it's it's in a weir that water is the clean water after it's cleaned is sluicing over it, and so you can see the these big steel letters in between the water coming. That's wonderful, wonderful. Okay, the other one I was asked to do, um, and this is my last one, uh, I was asked to do a blessings for the biosolids. Biosolids is not a real word. It's an engineer made up word, and we know what it is. Um, However, what? (laughs) What they do is they clean it so well at Brightwater, it gets put in big trucks and trucked to Eastern Washington and put on the wheat fields. Is this amazing? I think it's wonderful. I mean, it's this whole cycle thing. So blessings, and I love to say that I'm sure I'm the only poet in history who has been paid money to write a poem for shit. (laughs) (laughs) So blessings for the biosolids, for the journey of nutrients from food to feces, to compost and back again, to eggplant parmesan or tabbouleh. Blessings for helpful microbes mixing juices and decay, their messy business of heating, eating, discarding, transforming one thing to another, the fetid to the fragrant, from waste to muck to rich soil for fields. Blessings for the biosolids whose elements began in burning spheres of ancient star systems born of crucibles of burning light, praise for minerals, new mind from stars connecting any one of us, to Nefertiti, Joan of Arc, Attila the Hun, Chief Self, Salmon, Centipedes, carbon-based creatures all. Certainly the stuff of stars. Blessings for the mighty microbes within the core of us. Blessings for the black gold of rich compost, new cleansed by heat and broken down by fungi and bacteria, dried, transformed now, sweet and loamy, trucked to wheat fields of the Palouse to fertilize our daily bread. Blessings for the earthy cycle from food to waste to humus and back again to food. Blessings. So So that's it for me. and Thank you.